Good evening, America. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have someone of Sandy stature here on the on the phone with us tonight. You know, yeah. who brought put forth the case against these criminals for what they have perpetrated, not doing it with all the red tape and legal mumbo jumbo, but doing it in a plain, heartfelt example and way that's down to earth and can explain it to the American people. I think uh, is 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 the best way of doing it. Like we planned on doing it here tonight. I, I'm very interested in the fact that you had somebody from the Air Force on discussing this, because um, obviously the military has been doing this kind of thing for a long time. I served under Bill Clinton in the 90s when they were giving out the uh, anthrax injections to the military, and a lot of people were being injured. I actually got out in 1999, August, uh, right before it became mandatory for every service member to get it. So I was kind of fortunate not to have to take that one. But um, the whole question to me, and I've been dealing with this with my employer. I'm a public service employee, um, and they have instituted very uh, open and broad discriminatory policies against those who use this injection. Which it, it very easily amounts to coercion. Uh, there's no choice in being given, and, and you couldn't even give an informed consent in these injections at all, anyway, since they are all obviously, admittingly, uh, very experimental. Uh, the technology being used having never been used on a human population ever prior to this. Um, the whole precedent of this is. But from its outset, was ridiculous. And I remember telling uh, vast numbers of people at the beginning of this in 2020 when this all started with the lockdowns that it was going to end with forced injection. And I refuse to call this a vaccine because it's not. The vast majority of what people are receiving is gene therapy, and there's easy videos that people can look at and go out there and find where they actually praise the fact that if it were not for for this COVID scare, that the population would have never accepted gene therapy any other way. So they redefined gene therapy, called it a vaccine, when it's not a vaccine on, uh, by any sense of the imagination. They never offered any immunity to anything, which, you know, it, it's amazing how short people's memories are when they were saying it was uh, 95% uh, effective against prevention in the beginning. And uh, later, by the time it all came down, it's like, uh, well, actually, it just lessens your symptoms. It's not meant to stop anything. And, uh, of course, they can't prove that it, it lessens. They can't prove that because I got a, an injection of orange juice that I'm not going to get a cold tomorrow or, or that it's not going to be as bad. They, they have absolutely no way to prove a negative whatsoever. Um, so all of the claims that they've made from the beginning of paying any attention no logical sense at all. So, right, what is this? And and I heard some reference. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I heard some reference to an executive order by Bill Clinton. I would be interested to know what executive order he was referring to specifically about us being cattle. But I would point to the 14th Amendment, which declared us all corporation citizens of the United States Corporation of USA, that is essentially made us all employees and subject to uh, commercial code in commerce uh, and essentially deprived, made us all dead vessels subject to any rule or whim or statute code uh, 
pursuant to their for-profit corporate um, interest. I mean, I don't care who you put in office. Uh, you can put a Republican, you can put a Democrat. They are flip sides of the same coin. We continue to always vote and presume that we are voting for our freedom, but really all we're doing is voting for who has the power to, to control the chain. Um, and as long as we continue to believe that we have freedom because we can choose the slave master, uh, we will continue down the path of slavery because it's a good cop, bad cop. Uh, by the end of, of the previous presidency, we were under the worst tyranny I have ever seen in my life. Never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined that the government would issue an order, a mandate, no law, no law of a legislature, no laws were created. No, they, there was no attempt to even make a lawful profit. They just simply told everyone to stop their lives and imprison themselves in their house to muzzle their face. And we all complied. And I, I could have never imagined that that happened under Trump. I'm going to say his name. And Trump did not. He talked about a vaccine that might free us. And this is the same injection that we're talking about now. So you're not going to vote your way out of They're playing good cop, bad cop. But just because your cop is the one in charge doesn't mean we're going to suddenly understand who we are as men and women with unalienable rights given to you by your creator, not by the Constitution. You don't have constitutional rights. You have God-given rights. Whatever your creator, your God is, you believe the Big Bang is the creator and designer of all things, and it all by random chance, random chance, still somehow created an order of all things by which those things consist, that all things abide by. And self-evident truth is that we have those certain rights that are spelled out by the Constitution, not just the Constitution of the United States, but of the many states individually, our rights are listed there. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them. And those rights are issued by the Creator, not to be taken away by anyone. It doesn't say that those are circumstantial. If the government says it's safe for you to practice your right, then you can have it. We never asked them for permission, nor did we ever consent for them to take our rights from us and turn it into a license to be sold back to us or to be issued today. It was safe for us to have them. Those were never the conditions of this free republic. And Republican or Democrat, that is the issue at hand, is the fact that this government, these corporate entities who pose as government, believe that they wield the sovereign power to control those things. And I don't care who's in office. None of them were ever given the consent to control those rights, including the rights to what is ultimately the most self-evident truth of all, is that my body is my property given to me by my creator. And if I, my employer, can demand of me to inject myself with a modification that will alter my body 
for the rest of my existence against my will, then I own nothing. I don't even own myself. So your previous caller was was absolutely correct in that the government views us as cattle, as property. If you don't own your own body, if you can't resist, if you have to ask permission for an exemption, I refuse. I told my employer I am exempt. I rejected their contract because it's all that they reject their exemption form. They issue you is not a request for an exemption. It is a contract that you sign acknowledging their their right to deny you your right. If you read the bottom line of at, on the bottom line of every one of those forms they provide, there's a clause in there that says, I understand that I might be denied. Based on their opinion of your which means they are establishing what is a legitimate religion that's a violation of how many rights? They decide what your relig- whether your religion is valid or not, whether your exemption is valid or not, and whether you have a right to your own body to prevent its modification by your employer. If we understood that, if my employer asked me to for my safety and the safety of others, I have to put very specific tires on my vehicle, we would understand that that goes too far. And we need those kinds of understanding. Um, my car is my property. Does my employer, by the, the fact that I'm employed by him, get to control? What, what's to say he doesn't get to control what food I have in my fridge at, at home? What conditions I live under? Maybe I don't sanitize enough at home, and it, it puts my coworkers at risk. So where do we draw the line at what is the business of the employer under contract, and what is what is it that they are allowed to ask of you, and what is it that they are not? So acknowledging our rights, our property, our religious freedom, our right to speak about it, because I'm not allowed to speak at work about it. I feel like I would be retaliated against at the HR and probably ultimately fired if I spoke out against the injections openly. Final right to me. Uh, well said, my friend. You know, indentured servitude is not a new concept. That's been around for a long time. And history goes back and it shows that people earned their way out of slavery from time to time and were free men, and, and then came back and took a piercing and, and became indentured servants. Some indentured servants, you know, made it over here to the U.S. to serve out a period of time in exchange for transportation or the ability to get to this country. And so my point is, is that slavery and indentured servitude, or essentially that's what we're under here uh, in this law form through the corporation, is indentured servitude and it's been forced on us because of our lack of knowledge and our ignorance and because of political maneuvering behind the scenes. And so the answer to your question and the answer to the solution, I think, may be one the same, and that's education and understanding. And most importantly also is teaching people 
how to be successful in a free man's world. Because if you're an indentured servant or you're a dumbed-down individual unable to compete in a free man's world, your only choice is indentured servitude to survive. If you look at what they've done to us uh, and the way they treat us and their mandates, uh, it's because that's how they look at us. And that's what it is in law. Uh, it goes back to the Dictionary Act for citizens now chattel of the corporation. That's our challenge is to be able to have good communication like you brought to the table, my friend, and to bring up a people that understand these these points of, of life and liberty and freedom and justice for all. What we're asking and giving the people the opportunity to do is the most basic one of our fundamental rights, and that is the First Amendment, to voice your opinion. And that's called, in our law form, the law form our forefathers gave us is common law. And so you walk into a village, and you break their laws or hurt one of their people, and their people are going to come and surround you, and they're going to perform common law right there on the street, and justice is going to be delivered forthwith. I'll guarantee you. You get outside, I'll even go to our cities where we have gang members, and those people controlling our streets, and common law is pervasive. It doesn't matter. Innocent people get shot up, and they get killed. But the rest of us are going around playing by a different set of rules, and we need to understand that not only our rights, but our responsibilities to mandate on our own mandates that this is our law form and our justice system, and we want it, and we want to control it. We want it to be a form by the people. And thank you all, you Jim, what I found also with the Lieutenant Air Force Academy instructor here on the line also is that she found that there were people that were resisting, but then they just went ahead and got convinced to go along to get along. And and that's, and we have it, basically most of the segment of our population out there that have this attitude and then because they feel they're doing what's right. And then you also have, we had a conversation last week about the church, which is very important, got a lot of flack about that, where we have uh, the, the Christian leaders out there who should be all standing up against this, this vaccine, but they are not. And, but because we got to give on to Caesar, what is Caesar's, they say. How do we, how do we change that paradigm, that way of thinking, that mindset? That, that, listen, resisting tyranny is our duty to Christ and, and the duty to our republic, but yet we're just – you heard the caller last week. We're just passing through. You know, we're, we're, this isn't our permanent residence, so it's all going downhill anyway, so let's just, you know, put our heads down and, and uh, hey, if you got it good, amen to you. But the guys out there that are losing their jobs or getting kicked out of the military, oh, well – you know, it's of the Lord. Nothing happens unless God allows it to happen. You know, so how do we how do we combat that? Anybody want to take a stab at that? Yeah, if if you substitute the word word Caesar and say Satan's pawn, where does that conversation take you? Well, I don't know. Well, you quoted it. Resist the devil and he shall flee. So if the entity with dominion over you is Satan's pawn. And what is our duty? That's my question. I'm asking for an answer. I, I can't give you well, an answer. According to, the, Go ahead. according to the incorporated and privileged licensed church, the 501c3, and I'm saying it that way very specifically, 
they had created a new atmosphere of passivity and obedience and compliance. That's why they used the mass abuse of Romans 13 is so prevalent. Those things are not correct. And I will probably blaspheme my former Baptist by saying the book of Maccabees would teach you a lot about resistance to government. Um, the book of Maccabees not being included in most Protestant denominations today, or any of them, I would imagine. But in, in even in the Old Testament, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they have obeyed their government and worshipped the king? Or should they have not trusted God and disobeyed him and ended up ultimately getting thrown in a fire? Of course, the rest of you, if you know the story. There are more, many, many uh, people in Scripture, Esther, Christ himself, didn't bow to the authorities, the church authorities, nor the government Romans 13 is currently being taught. 
Pharaoh can pass anything he wants. I remember back in the 80s and 90s, the 501c3 churches in America were getting slammed. They were going to court because they weren't following the 501c3 laws. Uh, churches were being shut down right here in Indianapolis. We had the uh, Reverend Dixon and uh, the Baptist Church got raided. Everything was sold because they tried to get out of the 501c3 status. I mean, it was a very tumultuous time for the church. Now, you fast forward to today, in today's world, and the way the government is operating, they're changing the terms for people. You can't call a girl a woman. It's got to be a birthing person. I mean, all these things are being done now. Why isn't the church being persecuted like it was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Could it be because they are following Satan's law as a whole? I just asked that question to everybody because I haven't seen or read or heard of a denomination or a particular church that the IRS came down on because they broke laws of the 501c3. I just not see it right now. So evidently, the churches, the 501c3 churches, are truly an extension of Satan's law in this country, they are truly a part of something that Satan wanted. And here's something else I find very interesting. I'm not for or against anybody when I say this, but of all the churches in America, do you understand that the Catholic Church is the only denomination that is not under a 501c3 by law? Why is that? You ever heard that uh, silence is accusation? So if we're silent and we know what's right from wrong and we don't speak up or do anything about it, then we've acquiesced. We've, we've agreed to abide by that improper act. That's where we find ourselves, I think. I think that the church knows its moral compass. I think that they preach salvation, which is essential, but I think they want a relationship with our Heavenly Father, which that's what he wants us to do, but by their silence, by, by their acquiescence, by their lack of pushback, and they represent the people, so the people are the church. It's, it's the people's problem. But Go ahead, Sandy. One of the things I should have said up front is, of course, Everything I've said is my own opinion and no official whatever stance. You know, I have to say all that. And even though I've been saying all that, the other time that I've been on your podcast, in fact, the first time I was on your podcast and I told my story up till that point, they're actually using that against me as some sort of evidence of my disobedience. And so uh, I thought that was rather hilarious. So, of course, wow. that is not dissuading me from coming on the podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time, trust me. We were in the medical yeah. kidnap news. Uh, uh, they put the, on the Pelletier case, the child kidnapping ring of CPS there, they put a gag order because of me. Uh, and then Glenn Beck picked up the story after that. So it wouldn't be the first time. But, yeah, the power of the podcast. And we'll keep it going, too. We will not, never, ever surrender to the New World Order. Never. It's up to the people. This isn't 
Facebook. And this is a live podcast radio where you're unscreened, uncensored, and get to say what you feel and what you want and present it to the people. And it will be archived. It'll be on iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere. Hey, Joe, I'm late to the show, but, uh, man, I know I got a, I got an inkling as to what you might have been talking about. So uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, I just want you to know I'm listening every chance I get. I was just out working, and, you know, I got in too late to catch the show. But just well, give me well, an inkling to what you're talking about, and I'll give you a yeah. closing comment. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jim, you want to give a quick sum- summation? You've got more of Sandy's background or Sandy or real quick, and then because uh, Sarge here has got quite a following here on the podcast. Hysteria out there, out there in the world, and he's a part of this podcast a lot. And he has an extensive military background, also retired uh, state trooper there for the state of Illinois. Go ahead. Yeah, we just – Sarge, it's good to have you back on the show again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we just brought uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Sandy Mariiki. Uh, she's retired Air Force. Has quite an extensive background. She's uh, now a physics professor at the University of uh, Air Force University there in Colorado Springs, and she knows a lot. She followed her orders and uh, refused to take the jab, and uh, they're bow down to mandates and is being fired uh, apparently over this, and it's been ongoing, you know, on and off for the last year. So what we did is we presented her case to the American people, and Justice Waters responded according to our uh, common law form with constitutional law. And uh, the polls are open for the people to uh, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but one or two on the uh, on the blog talk, and uh, give us a poll. I mean, this is common law in practice. This is your constitution in practice. And so if you didn't hear the show, I know you got to go back and listen, Sarge. It's a great show. I definitely am. I want to hear what the what the uh, colonel had to say. But, uh, look, here's the thing about the armed forces and its imperatives. Uh, they're pretty much absolute, but there are some individuals who, realizing a great wrong is being done, historically rise up to throw themselves on their swords or on a grenade or whatever, risk the uh, strictures of military discipline, and speak out is to what they know is right. Men like Billy Mitchell, men like Smedley Butler, men like Jack Broughton, Colonel Jack Broughton, who was uh, with Tactical Air Force in Vietnam, flying F-105 Thunder Chiefs with the most insane rules ever into into, uh, Hanoi every day, despite crazy restrictive orders and and, uh, uh, strictures that were contrary to every rule of military operations, people like that and like this uh, colonel that you you were speaking of, yeah, we know they may be violating the orders and all that, and yes, they may be subject to discipline for it, but sometimes that's just the thing you got to do. I think it's akin to throwing yourself on a hand grenade for the sake of your comrades. Uh, because, you know, I mean, um, you, and that's one of the things you got to say. Nobody expects you to throw yourself on a grenade, you know what I mean? That's why they give you the Medal of Honor for it. Because no matter what, you're not expected to do that. That's above and beyond the call of duty. Well, people who speak out against things like these jabs and things like what happened in Afghanistan with that withdrawal, like Lieutenant Colonel Scheller of the Marines did, well, people who speak out like that know they're risking their careers. They know they're subject to court martial and or sanction, but they do it anyway because it's the right thing to do. And I have nothing but admiration for people like that and for this officer, and I wish her well. 
I don't know what uh, how she's going to come out in this, but she's doing the right thing. And believe me, uh, I, I, I'm down with you. Sometimes it, you, you, some some orders are just not worth the the oxygen it takes to give them, and they, they just aren't worth the ban. You know, they may not be illegal, but uh, they're definitely not right. And I'm glad to see there are still people in the armed forces willing, like uh, Colonel Scheller and like this other gentleman, a Longheimer, a Long Lohmeyer, who was a, a, a battalion commander in the Space Command. He spoke out against the craziness going on too when he wrote that book, exposing the political correctness and the critical race theory and all sort of insanity in the armed forces. People like that are still there, and I'm glad they are. I'm more power to them. Thank you, Sarge. Because she has stood up, Sarge, that's my point. Uh, indeed. I, I was looking for Mandela Khan, first of all. And second of all, I wanted to get on Sarge's nerves. Uh, Joe, what's going on? How? He ain't going to get on my nerves. The only thing he's going to do, all he's going to do is just fortify my <laughs> position. He doesn't know it yet, though. <laughs> he no, never does until he that? does it. This is David Hurtler. I want to share this with you. A lot of people on the call don't know this. And this is about the Rothschild brothers, and this is two years after the Civil War started, which would have been June 25, 1863. Listen to these words. The few who understand the system will either be so interested in its profits or be so dependent upon its favors that there will be no opposition from that class. While on the other hand, the great body of people mentally incapable of comprehending the tremendous advantage that capital derives from the system will bear its burdens without complaint and perhaps without even su- suspecting that the system is inimical to their interests. This is the Federal Reserve Act, you guys. This came out 50 years before the bill was placed in 1913 and then signed by Woodrow Wilson in February 1914, which was one of the greatest mistakes that he ever made. And when it comes down to wanting them to take the firearms away from us, all I need is George Washington. George Washington, January 7, 1790, says firearms stand next to importance to the Constitution itself. They are American people's liberty, peace, and keystone under independence from the hour the pilgrims landed to the present day. Events, occurrences, and tendencies prove that to ensure peace, security, and happiness, The rifle and pistol are equally indispensable. The very atmosphere of firearms everywhere restrains evil interference. They deserve a place of honor with all that is good. That's all I need. You know what? In 62, they took prayer out of school. 63, they took Bible curriculum out of school. Here's what Noah Webster said. Education is useless without the Bible. Then he said the Bible was America's basic textbook in all fields. Then he said God's word contained in the Bible has furnished all necessary rules to direct our conduct. Listen, if we had a republic, if a republic going way back to the 50s, 1950s or the 40s after the Second World, whatever it was, if we didn't take her out of school, if we didn't do the 501c3, would we be in the position that we are right now? I yield. Thank you, David Hurtler. Appreciate you coming on. You know, America, this this 
platform. Uh, Joe Gibson, thank you very much for allowing the Republic for the United States of America to come here and share with the American pe- people a peaceful and lawful restoration of your republic that our founding fathers left for us. We are just all we had to do is protect it. Now it's time for America to educate themselves. Go to a republic for United States of America.org. There you can read the Declaration of Sovereign Intent, Proclamation of Claim of Interest, and many other documents that uh, the restoration people here, we the people in America, have served on the world. Your republic's here for you, peacefully and lawfully. Uh, Dave and Dean Hurtler have written some books that you can help educate yourself. Order those books at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, or Reinhabited.com. Reinhabited Republic, and corrected. Reinhabitedrepublic.com. Volume one is the truthful history of the reinhabitation. And volume two is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, volume two, story of the reinhabitation. And there's another book that was written is, uh, about the restoration president, James Timothy Turner, American president, political prisoner, and it's a legal brief and appeal to the courts of heaven written by Gene Hurtler. That book also can be ordered and purchased at reinhabitedrepublic.com, and again, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. And let, let's not forget the Holy Bible, the living word of our Father God, that our founding fathers brought this biblical law form here to America. We need to continue to want that back and work work towards that goal. They used that, that Bible to write the Constitution of the United States of America, circa 1860, you know, and the Bill of, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence. It's so important that uh, America get we get back to that America it's for your freedom. You don't want to give up those those freedoms that God gave us. You know it's time to educate yourself and take control of this great American Republic that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seat and the title to America's Republic. You just need to want it back. Take ownership of your part. Spread the word, America. You know, and when you go to the Republic for United States America dot org. Uh, there's press releases. The most recent press release that was put out by uh, President Geiger of the Re- America's Republic, it was dated July 15, 2022, and the title is Why Fight for What is Right. I encourage everybody to go there and read that. There's many other documents there that you can read to help educate yourself. Uh, greetings. It's Sheila Vita. How are you, Joseph Gibson? I'm, I'm doing all right. Thanks for coming on the podcast here. Hopefully you uh, absorb some new information that can help you. But uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. I just got on, and uh, I was just listening uh, for the past not even five minutes now on uh, what was being said. So I missed a great portion of what was being uh, spoken on. But from what I gather, it's about educating ourselves about uh, the history of this country and uh, something that I heard was very interesting was the um, Bible and Christianity being brought into this country. And uh, that statement, to hear it like that, that way, in that manner, just only lets me know that we all know what we're dealing with here and who we're dealing with. We're just not calling it what it is and calling them who they are. Uh, and and that is uh, illegal alien uh, invaders who came onto this land and changed the code of living, and we want to maintain that. And so what I have to understand 
is I'm about we the people, but who really are the people and who are the conquerors of the people and, and what are we really talking about? Well, the conquerors are the people that infiltrated America. Obviously, America was a great idea. It came over here, and it was for, it was it had the idea of liberty and freedom and justice for all, and that was what the republic was founded upon and started. That's why we fought the great revolution against tyranny. But, however, the country has been infiltrated, like you said, and there has been invaders. So, But maybe not the invaders that you think, or maybe you do think it, it's the evil that has taken course over our country and spread throughout our country, and it has indoctrinated us through their filthy money, their fake money, through the Federal Reserve Cartel, uh, through fra uh, fractional reserve banking standards, which we are all debt. We're slaves, basically, to a system that enslaved us through the 14th Amendment, like uh, Adam was talking about earlier. Um, and and so we, we have, like you said, we have to call it what it is, call it out, and we have to turn our backs on it, and we have to heal this land. And, and I believe that the higher power, whatever you may call it or whatever anyone wants to call it, my, my God, will heal this land and heal our people, and we will regenerate our, and be free again. Because right now we have the chains of tyranny right outside our doorstep, and it's about ready to kick down our front door, and we, we ain't seen nothing yet. So that's what I think I can say it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, well, that was a very nice summary of um, where where the conversation is and what I've come into. So uh, basically, each individual person must uh, tend to their own uh, mental state in order to unite and organize with other mental states based on uh, a common idea, uh, common unity. Uh, so really it doesn't have anything to do with what we look like. It doesn't have anything to do with our uh, preference in uh, religious practices. But the thing is, is when it comes to those things, those are all things of indoctrination and uh, guidance through uh, particular concepts, ideologies, and um, uh behaviors that have been uh, pressed upon the people, and, and it's a bit confusing when people battle with their own mental state and take on the state of the system uh, that is not geared toward the mental health of we, the people. So um, mental mental health is valuable and is important to how we move forward. And if we don't acknowledge the fact that um, a lot of these things that we hold so uh, dear to as far as religiosity, um, education, and things of that nature, money, um, you know, supporting uh, those things that keep those systems running, if we continue to support those things, then we're supporting our own demise as a people. You're right, that, my, my friend. Yeah. Um, basically, what we're doing is we're re-inhabiting, taking control of the Constitution that was given to us by our forefathers. It's based on the laws of nature and of nature's God. And just turning that forward, and that illustrates everything that you said, I think, and uh, but that is our common belief system that the laws of nature will prevail and they're infallible and um, so we must abide by those laws if we want to be successful and be happy people otherwise we're just like you said 
committing our own uh, our own misery. So it's time the American yeah. people wake up and get on board and take your future back and live in the reality that God gave you. That's absolutely right. And and you said something very important there, living in our reality. Uh, there's a lot of illusion going on around us, but then we're not um, – we're not encouraged to uh, have an imagination. Uh, they wanted to uh, take that part of us away. And I started realizing that as my children were in public schools and uh, my daughter was in the third grade and they took art away from her. But then they, they tell you in the program that they give it back to them in the fifth grade. By the fifth grade, no child is really into arts and crafts. So, now they're not interested in it and they get bored because now you're offering them something that's no longer useful to their development because they're not interested in it because their interest has changed. So I took my children out of school in uh, 2017 and I battled with myself and the decision to do that, put them back in. And two weeks later, I had them right back out again because I, it, it went solely against our belief system. And I feel like this, when we put our children in the public school system, we are giving our children away to the system. Therefore, we are we have become subject to their jurisdiction. And not only once we become subject to their jurisdiction, they have rule and power over what goes on in our home. If our children don't show up to school, they get to call the truancy and they come over and, and create issues within our household and possibly separate the family because now I'm being irresponsible and unable to uh, manage a schedule that I volunteered for. So if I take them out of the equation, they're no longer a problem to me or my children. So I believe that we trust the system that is untrustworthy, and then we question why we are subjugated to unlawful uh, behaviors against us and our children. But, in fact, we have volunteered ourselves and our children for this type of treatment, and we're not seeming to get Well, I'll answer your question that you, that you posed there at the end, my friend. It's because enough good people haven't stood up and drawn the line. There's enough good people out here with the right moral compass that understand what I mean like you do when I say the law is of nature and the nature's God. You are right. If we voluntarily subjugate ourselves to that shame on us it's time for us to rally around the one thing that we all can agree on and that's the law form of the laws of nature and of nature's god represented in our constitution that's all we got to do is enough good people like yourself got to stand up and that's what we're doing here on this show tonight is we're standing up and we're taking a poll we're running a grand jury we're asking for people to vote and tell us their opinion because this is a, a proposed government of leaders giving you what we swore to give you, an opportunity to take back your government lawfully and legally without violence, by law. All we've got to do is stand up and do it. So thank you for coming to the table tonight. My yep. and, yeah, and uh, Adam, you want to say something here at the end, uh, uh, closing thoughts? And then Sarge, I know he's, he always has something to say. I'll get him. And anybody else who wants to uh, have a closing thought here to the end of the podcast, by all means, uh, put your hand up. But, uh, Adam, you go first, please. One of the points that I want to bring back up uh, in this, <laughs> we're, we're talking about acquiescence 
being consent. Acquiescence uh, or your silence is consent. Um, so uh, the 501c3 churches we've talked about, uh, you know, the Church of Satan of the 501c3, but they're allowed to speak. So it just depends on which 501c3 you're talking about. But the <clears throat> the people that we would bring together under under common law, um, all things that we would have in common. What do I want from my government? I want my government to get out of my way, stop trying to license freedom, stop trying to license and control and put their hand out for every transaction of a man where a man is producing by his own hand and trying to provide life, liberty, and happiness for him and his family. And, and I say man. I say man in the generality of, of the human race. Man, woman, whatever. People are out there trying to make a living, trying to move and and do those things. But the, the corporation government, the same corporation government, the same hands. We're talking about the same families, the 13 families, stuff like that. Whoever knows how far these uh, are in the know about how far these rabbit holes go. These are the same people who colonized America originally that were the invaders or whatever. Now, we could go on about who was wrong about invading America originally and the native peoples and all that. We, we, we get trapped and wrapped up in those arguments all the time. But here's the thing. We were all born here. I had nothing to do with the invasion of the native peoples of this continent. That was not me. I was born here. I, I didn't choose to be here. I didn't choose to be white any more than anyone else was chosen to be a person of color. I didn't choose to be a man. I didn't choose. Nobody chooses. You're all here because our creator, whatever you believe that creator is, whether you believe it's random chance, whether you believe it's God, whether you believe it's Buddha, whatever, by whatever means you believe you arrived here, you arrived here where you are, what you are, and you chose none of them. And the sooner we, the people, each all understand each other. I am not responsible for you. You are not responsible for me. But together, we could actually look at each other and say, you know what? These people who try to control all things, who try to take of our labor, who try to regulate and, and, and channel all of our work and our labor and our, our toil into the hands of the few, privileged, of the elite, if we understood that do no harm is the real law, then we could actually get along, probably restore this republic that we have in life. We could restore the original purpose of the republic, which is, was to provide for each individual life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's a common respect issue. And as long as we allow these governments to continue to bring forth issues of the past, the issues that don't matter, because none of us are individually going to get more freedom in the arguments we're seeing today. None of them. We're just not going to get more free. What we're going to get is more regulation. That's what they want. They want to make more rules for us to follow. They create the problem so that they can provide us a solution. It's always about providing a solution, and they take their cut of every solution. We've got to end that and uh, stop relying on Caesar. Caesar gets what Caesar gets. Caesar still has his hand in our lives because we still depend on Caesar to provide.
are the churches who have buildings and facilities not offering an alternative to the public school system. I've asked that for years. I've asked that of churches that I've attended. Why are we not taking those buildings that only are used once or twice a week that we provide Sunday school? Why are we, why are we not applying it to Monday through Friday school? We have the staff. We have the retirees. We have all the, all, everything we would ever need to provide an alternative to the public school system. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to take responsibility. They want to complain to Caesar. When Caesar doesn't do it the way we want, we took the prayer out of the school. It's not your school. It's Caesar's school. It's not your school. May I respond? Just because May I respond put, to you, sir? Just because they put the word public. They'll teach, Caesar will teach your children whatever Caesar wants because it's his school. And we have no business telling Caesar what he teaches in his school because you came to him. For education. You brought your children to him, just like uh, the previous caller was talking about. When we rely on them, we expect to get what they do. Uh, I want to pose this question to Sandy, though, also to think about maybe, what can we do to help you uh, out? Because, look, this is uh, a woman that uh, uh, had, had a great career, uh, served our country, um, a, a patriot, uh by all means, if she needs our help, then we need to help her any way possible, whether it be through phone calls, emails, complaints, or whatever have you. So I wanted to pose that question to Sandy. But go ahead, Jim. Go ahead before we get uh, – go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to the last caller because uh, he uh, he hits my spirit right where I live. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot of things over the years on your show, Joe. And I didn't mean to make a public service announcement or anything out of it, but it's relevant. Uh, the Carpenters Workshop as a foundation has officially been uh, stood up. Uh, we're in the process of uh, developing a website that should be out here, I hope, within the next week. That specifically is targeted as a foundation and addresses those very concerns that the previous caller uh, mentioned about the place of education and moral and righteous upbringing uh, for our children and a uh, sustainable environment that makes education fun. And, and um, under our format, sir, uh, once it's fully developed, uh, this education will be uh, available to the public at no cost. We'll, we'll definitely show. promote it, Jim. We will definitely, once you get it off the ground and started, we will definitely promote it on every show before the show and begins. So I just wanted to give, I just wanted to address that because the caller brought it up, and it's a very valid point. And uh, yes, it, uh, is. it is being addressed in, on a powerful way. And uh, uh, soon to be disclosed, you got a, just a little little preview, probably a week or so ahead of everybody else. So thank you for okay. letting me respond to that, Joe. Sandy, I posed that question to you before I get to Sarge. Uh, is there anything that the listeners out there and the people and the many people that are going to download this show afterwards and listen to it in archive on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and Breaker, and Podchaser, and all the other apps that I'm on now? Uh, and I'm probably going to do a Facebook Live tonight, probably replay this, and then probably comment on some stuff. So I uh, probably will do that on my meta Facebook page. So, But uh, go, go uh, is there anything we can do? Well, I would say that the most important thing is don't make my sacrifice useless. 
So there's thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people still in the military who are continuing to fight against this. And I'm in contact with a large number of them. I am out in front taking the spears and the arrows so that the students don't have to, the cadets don't have to, and some of the younger active duty don't have to. So what I would say is you need to live your life and do the things that we've been talking about here. Take charge of your own freedom. Join the Republic. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, do that right now. Go to the website and do that. If you haven't taken your kids out of the corrupt schools, do that, or grandchildren, whatever it is. Get involved in your political process in some way, even if it's just going to a school board meeting and watching what's going on and the corruption there and then figuring out how to work with other patriots and fighting back. And the last thing, of course, is the most important, and that is if there's any, quote, mandates that come down in the future, do not obey. And tell all your friends and neighbors to do exactly the same thing. I yield. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. You heard her. And and that's what she called called upon the listeners here tonight. And this is someone that, like I said, has sacrificed, served her country many years, continues to sacrifice. And why should she be on the chopping block? And 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 uh, hats off to her and much respect uh, for for standing up for the younger. She she see how she she mentioned the younger, the younger cadets, the younger people of service. That is so very important. Our youth. Look at the role models. How we act towards our youth. Uh, Adam brought up a very important thing earlier. He said never in his whole life he would he would have saw a lockdown like he saw the government telling us to stay home and put a gag on our face, and we did it. And what did our youth see? They saw us comply and become sheep herded right off the cliff to lose our liberties and set precedent for a future mandate and future lockdown. Shame on us. Shame on us. We should never have complied, but we, we live and learn. Uh, Sarge, want to say something real quick here at the end? Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. Uh, thanks a lot for having your guest on. Our Honorable Sandy, unfortunately, and I'm speaking also what is happening and will probably happen to her, is simply uh, revealing just one more manifestation of the horribly malevolent forces that are arrayed against us. And what I'm saying now, I probably wouldn't have said just a short two or three years ago, because I would have said to myself, you know, Sarge, you sound like a conspiracy nut. Well, I'll tell you, right now, we just got a report, a news, from the United Nations. And the United Nations has announced uh, through Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations General Secretary Antonio Gutierrez have signed an agreement to accelerate Agenda 2030. Now, if you don't know what Agenda 2030 is, I, 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 I'm looking at their webpage right now at the United Nations, and I'm not going to go through all of this. It's a rather long bunch of claptrap that sounds really good but it is utterly totalitarian, destructive, and tyrannical in its implementation. It will I guarantee you, it is complete totalitarianism. It is to the world what Pol Pot was to Cambodia, mass destruction of everything that is only on a global scale, which has always been the long-term objective of the World Economic Forum, as like Pol Pot, 2030 agenda must destroy everything, all economies, create global crises, 
and and like a phoenix, arise from the ashes of what they have burned down to implement their world control goals. Believe me, go to the webpage, go to the United Nations webpage and read it for yourself. I implore you to. United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs for Sustainable Development. Remember, our marionette, senile old goat vice president is all in for this. And even if he isn't, and I believe he absolutely is, the radical accolades that surround him definitely are. So we are up against something that heretofore we have never been up against in the history of the United States before. We keep looking at all these little forest fires that crop up all around us, and we have to stamp them out. Don't get me wrong. They're everywhere. They're in everything. But it's all of a piece. And this is their ultimate realization of their goal, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And all these little fires help them to, to accomplish the ultimate conflagration, the complete destruction, particularly of Western civilization. You can bank on it. You can world economic bank on it. Thank you for sharing that new decision. That's very interesting. George, we need people like you in our communities. God bless you. And all the rest of you out there listening. You need to go to Republic for the United States of America dot org and you need to sign up for the newsletter and you need to dedicate or donate your services, your talent. And we need representatives governors, senators, we need to put together a government up formed by the people at a grassroots level. And this is our common goal, our commonality is the laws of nature, nature's God, and the Constitution that our forefathers passed on to us as an inheritance. And get involved. You're a leader. I can tell you're on this podcast. You talk. You're, you're intelligent. You know what you're talking about. So now's your time your opportunity, those listening, to get involved and be who you say you are. We've been doing this for 10, 12, 14 years with Gibson and others, and, and we're getting old. We need help, and it's not all about us. It's about everyone out here listening, and even those that aren't listening. I mentioned something about the republic from years ago. People may not know this, but all 50 governors were served back in 2010. Uh, when the uh, Republic uh, put the world on notice. And this was this is a world thing. The world does recognize the Republic. It's documented. It was brought to The Hague. And, and, there, and there, were 50, there was 50 grand juries put together back in 08, 09. The assemblies were put together. And like I said, the governors were served. And, and <clears throat> some of you may remember that. But, again, the movements spring up. They die down. And we see these ups and downs. And, and, and these globalists know this. And they and they and they're entrapping us more and more. And Sarge brought up a great point with the UN, and they're accelerating their agenda. And that agenda has been around for a while now. But uh, go ahead. I, I think Roger wanted to say something real quick. Say real quick that next week we're going to be talking about uh, 18 USC 241-242. That is conspiracy against the human rights. Well, we're going to be discussing that. With that, I I, I yield. Mr. Henning, go ahead. Take us out, please. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, America, again, go to uh, republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. There you can uh, read all the documents that were served on the, the Hague and served on the world. And also uh, the, the warrants there, the warrants that were served on all 50 governors back in 2010, to have them 
return to constitutional governance uh, by our Constitution. You know, it's it's time, America. Join us. Stand up. Um, I want to go to uh, Mark Binder, Representative Binder from the Free State of Iowa. Close us in prayer. Thank you, Governor Henning. I'd be happy to do so. Just like with all this discussion, we could use a lot of prayer. Um, Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, in the name of Yeshua, we give you praise, glory, and worship for all the evil that's being exposed, warned, and cleansed from the earth. Pray for mercy for the souls that can be saved and judgment on those who choose not to be. We speak life into your prophecies that have yet to be fulfilled and know that you have perfect divine timing on when they come to pass. Help us to grow strong in your word, your will, and your ways, and that we may be shaped and formed into warriors of the truth. For you are God, and there is no other. We pray for blessings, protection, health, and wisdom for all militaries that fight with valor to free your people from evil, tyrannical entities. May soldiers and their families receive just reward for their service, Father. We ask for Psalms 91 in its entirety to be implemented for all warriors in this fight, for liberty and justice, and for all who cherish it. We pray for Psalms 82 to continue to bring our court systems back to common law, righteousness, and throw out judging only on precedent. For you delight in just laws and just weights and measures, Father. We have faith by this decree that soon liberty and justice shall be proclaimed throughout the land. Free Republic President James Timothy Turner from unlawful political imprisonment, Father, with full restitution for he and his family and all others that are wrongfully imprisoned. Put a dome protection around our presidents, their families, and friends that the enemy cannot penetrate. We pray the fullness of Psalm 75 over the whole earth. God save the American Republic. And Canada stronger free in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hey everybody, thank Thanks. you for listening. Appreciate it. Mr. Henning, thank you also for uh taking the show on here tonight. Jim, everybody from the Republic, every Tuesday, six thirty PM Eastern Standard Time, and we are bringing the case before the American people and the grand jury. And please, it's your time to vote. Call in, express your First Amendment right, and uh, uh contact uh, me on Facebook and Twitter also if you want to cast your opinion. Those of you that listen in the archive and email me. And I know there are many that listen to the archive.